Hello, friend. Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast. I believe the wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, I believe as we grow in wisdom, we will make very quality decisions that will impact the future. Every decision we make, especially when it comes to the major themes of our lives, like marriage, relationships, money, would affect our lives in the future for joy or for sorrow. That's why you don't want to miss Wisdom Plug podcast every time you see it, okay? Uh, don't go away. We believe that foolishness is very costly. Run away from foolishness as much as possible. And one of the areas where people get frustrated in life is their relationships, especially in marriage, you know? Uh, we're talking about my spouse drives me crazy. Of course, I've seen that happen to people. They seem okay by themselves, but they feel... My spouse is my problem. Is he or she is driving me crazy? I, I, I'm not okay. And then we started last episode. Please, you can always listen to the episodes again and again, or the podcast again and again. It will really bless uh, your soul. Uh, we talked about um, the fact that love never fails. You know, uh, Paul in the Holy Scripture says, "Love never fails," and that is the truth. Where you find, and God is love. God does not have love. God is love. Where you have love in display, things will always work. The challenge is, how do we operate this love? You know, we must not just love in words, but also in deeds, in terms of actionable steps. And we try to help us with actionable things that would uh, help build our relationships. And the things we are learning even about uh, resolving conflict in a marital situation, believe me, would help you with your business, with your career, with your friendship, with your destiny as a whole. So you want to plug in today's wisdom pipe, okay? Uh, we, we talked about uh, love tank, tank that, or love account, okay? You want to call it love tank or love account. When you have crisis in relationships, most likely one of the parties, the tank is low or the account is in, is in deficit. Pleasurable interactions with your spouse make deposits and painful interactions will make withdrawals. So that is a transaction we have every day. Pleasurable interactions, you're making deposits. Painful interactions, you're making withdrawals. And we are now saying that that deposit does not just happen. The deposit will work if it is that person's love language. You don't put calories in a dollar account. Most people do for others what they really like. I've seen that happen in most relationships. If a people want others to behave like them. Look, look, men want the women to think like men. And the women want the men to think like women. And it's a problem. So we talked about love languages. Some people are hearing that for the first time. Some others need to relearn it. They've known it, but somehow it slipped away. There are five basic love languages that we know. And I think we can start from there. We have words of affirmation. For some people, that is their primary love language. For such people, words matter to them. Words, words. And, and beyond love languages, um, death and life is in the power of the tongue. You're either building the other person or destroying the other person's life. I've had to counsel with couples or people, and it's painful when you hear the way some people talk to others. Very toxic, very destroy, destroying. Are you building your children with your words? Are you building your spouse with your words? And if that is that person's love language, you're going to do more harm than good. We're talking about 
kind words, encouraging words. When you say encourage, it actually means inspiring courage. Can your spouse be inspired by you to achieve their dreams? Not talking less about them, not, not talking negative about them, not cursing them. You need to stop that. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's either you are killing things around you or you are building things around you. Encouraging words. And I would encourage us to have humble words in relationships. You don't make demands. I've seen some of our cultures, especially from my nation of birth, Nigeria, where one of the parties in the marriage, instead of making a suggestion or what we call a request, you know, things like, please, can I have my food? Or please, can you help me with a glass of water? They, they just make a, like a demand. Please, I mean, they don't even put please, give me water now. Or uh, get my water ready. You know, and, and that is demeaning. Humble words. Make a request. That is, you show honor and respect to the other party. These are things that help to build our relationships. You know, a life without courtesy is very, very um, destructive. I want to also make it uh, go deeper there by encouraging you to bless rather than curse. Okay? Uh, bless, bless, bless your spouse. Maybe you want to do this. Uh, uh, if you can, take time to bless your children. If you're a father, I know you might not have all the uh, spiritual understanding of things, but blessing, words, how did God create the world? Or should we use the word, how did he recreate the world? It's by saying what he wanted. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, according to the account in Genesis, in the Holy Scriptures. God wasn't complaining and murmuring. He said, let there be light. Can you, say, can you say to your children, you are blessed, you will excel in life? Can you bless your husband? Can you bless your spouse? Rather than focusing on curses, curses, curses. Many of us grew up with that and it damaged our lives. We must behave differently. Words of affirmation, kindness. And anytime you use a wrong word, a very harsh word that you know it's beyond borders, can you withdraw it? Can you apologize? And ladies and gentlemen, when you're apologizing, let it be genuine. Not, you know, you can say, I'm sorry in different ways. You can say, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can say, oh, I'm sorry. It takes humility. But where there is pride, there'll be destruction. Words of affirmation. For somebody else, their love language is quality time. Quality time. That is when you spend time with such persons, they feel loved. It's your spouse like that. They feel like when you spend time with them, they're priority to you. You value them. You are investing in them. If that is your spouse, and by the way, I think most <laughs> uh, wives as that as the, either the primary love language or the supporting one. The moment you don't spend time with your spouse, they feel uh, they are not a priority to you. And that is not a good signal for them. And they can begin to withdraw and withdraw and damage the love account. And by the way, where are you going? Where are you spending time with? You know, I've, I've gone to, I mean, I'm a pastor. Okay, I'm a pastor. <laughs> and I've gone to hospitals to pray for people people with sickness, serious matters. And I realized that when people go through some of those pains, it is their mother or their, most of them their wives or their children that stay with them. Thank God for friends. So why wouldn't you spend time with your wife? 
with your children? Why are you, why are you misinvesting your life, running up and down with friends that will not be there for you when challenges show up or whatever it is? What is your priority? What are, where are you investing in? You have children, invest in them. And one of the best ways to do that is spending time with them. Don't be, some men behave like they're, they're bigger than their home. I'm, I'm going out like their home. It's your home, it's your flat, stay. Stay, stay. And if you're, and as, a, as, a, as a spouse, if that's your husband's primary love language, I mean, if that's your primary love language, if you want your spouse to spend quality time with you, you should be a very good recreational companion. If a man stays at home and all you do is complain and, and, and always making a request for money and react, he will leave. Be friendly. Watch the football match together. I know you may not like the Arsenal. I'm a Barcelona fan, for instance. And my wife, Bimbo, she, thank God she's not a Barcelona fan. And I think it's by, 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 by reason of my Barcelona fanning, <laughs> if there's a word like that. And, you know, sometimes she even calls me when I'm in the office that the match is about to begin and we watch the match together. Be a good recreational companion. And for men, too, don't just do your own thing. That's selfishness. There are some things your wife loves, Enjoy it with her. When that recreational companionship is there, it's, it's, it will help um, the quality time. Now, the third one is acts of service. For such people like me, they want you to be excellent, orderly. I love when things are arranged at home, things are neat. Though I'm learning to adapt too because um, what, is, what you are is not what others are, so you have to be tolerant. But my spouse knows that, uh, so there's all, there's, we, we have to even staff those, some, some areas at home to make sure things are okay. I, I like to know that that bin has been emptied, the beds are laid, and I'm privileged to be the leader in the office, and I love when people do their jobs well. Don't send me cards. Uh, cards are fine, but before you send cards or send me a message, I love you, sir, do your job when I say do your job, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I want to see you putting your best effort, you know, your excellent effort. When you do that, I feel, Lord, I, I could do anything for such people. That is my love language. So if you don't understand that, you can be sending me words and words, and you can get fired. Do your job. Be orderly. Learn to write things down, your things to do, and you're up and doing, okay? So if that's, if that's what your, um, your spouse is, Okay, understand that. And for some ladies that are like that, then you can so, want to support them with their chores at home. You want to support them with getting things ready at home. She feels loved. Don't, if your wife is like that, for instance, when, they are, when she's doing a lot at home, because such people, acts of service people, they're always doing something. <laughs> like I'm on this podcast, always doing something. They want to, there's always a project. There's always something to do. If your wife is like that, she's always doing something. You have to support her. When you don't support her, she doesn't feel loved, okay? And then we have some people, their love language is gift-giving. I think from where I come from, it has become everybody's love language because of the situation in our country. Everybody love, uh, everybody would love to receive gift. everybody. But you see, for some people, uh, physical symbol of love makes more meaning to them than any other thing. Instead of saying, I love you, I love you, which is not bad, they want to see a representation of that love. For such people, the, the ring, the wedding ring, the wedding ring, it's, it's a priority. You wear it. When they see it, it shows that you still love me. For such people, 
wedding anniversaries, their birthdays, special occasions matter to them. Buy them a gift, flowers. It, it doesn't have to be expensive for them. It means you are thinking of me when you entered the mall, when you got to the market, when you called that vendor. It means you are thinking about what I like. You are thinking of, and that is that thoughtfulness that impacts them. Some people are like that. That's the priority for them, okay? So you, you can invest in that. In fact, when there's a conflict with such people, one of the ways you resolve it is by buying a special gift, not just talking and talking, okay? But we all love gifts. That helps any relationship. And then the fifth one is physical touch. You know, I read somewhere some years ago that a woman needs 12 meaningful touches daily to live long. <laughs> 12. So there was a particular couple in the conference when uh, the, the speaker mentioned that. And guess what the wife told the husband? You are killing me. <laughs> I'm not talking about sexual, sexual touches in that sense. A woman, I mean, I, I, you know, 12 meaningful touches per day to live long. The holding of the hands, the running your hands overhead, the, the hugging in the morning when you wake up, different ways each day helps your wife, your spouse to live long. You know? But for some people, physical touch makes more meaning to them. Psychologists maintain that babies that were touched and hugged and held a lot, they grow up better than the ones that were abandoned. There's something about touch. And I love when Jesus said, let the little children come. You know, the disciples, the, the security men, the, 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 the agents, you know, the FBI guys, intelligence, intelligence guys, they were trying to keep up off those children from Jesus. And just said, no, no, let them come. And guess what? When they came, he carried them, he held them. For the men listening, touch your children, hold them, carry them. When you don't do that, Maybe somebody else, one wrong person could do that to them and it can be very damaging. And for your spouse especially. For some men, that is their primary love language. If you have a husband like that, always touch him. He wants to just touch his hand, hold him, uh, run it. It's okay. It could lead to some things. It's fine. But beyond that, the touch, okay? Um, I want to believe this has, has blessed us. We're going to uh, talk more about how to handle conflicts in our next um, podcast. Uh, if your husband or wife is driving you crazy or anybody's driving you crazy, some of these things will help us a lot. I want to say this. Any relationship you have, when somebody complains about something, reacts about something, it's one of the ways they are trying to express their primary love language. Check what your spouse complains about a lot you can begin to detect what their primary love language is. If your wife tells you or your husband tells you, you don't tell me you love me, you don't talk to me, you don't do this, or you don't, you know, or you don't like the way you talk to me or you shout at me, they are saying that words of affirmation is their love language. For somebody else to tell you, you don't stay at home, you don't talk, you don't stay with me, no quality conversation, we don't talk, no quality activities together. When you see people's reactions and complaints, it's one way you can dictate their primary love language. Don't rebuff it. Let it be a lesson for you to know what to do next. I tell men, when a woman is handed over to you by the family, what would they see from their child after 10 years? Are they going to see a worse version of that person or a better version? Can we make others better around us by investing in them, by lifting others? We'll never go down. Be a blessing to others. I got to go right now. 
Remember, it's Wisdom Plug Podcast. My name is Yemi David. See you next edition. Bye for now.